Hi, I'm Tina Desiree Berg, and welcome to the 34th. Because we cannot set back, send our history back. We have got to send a message to the Supreme Court that there is time to dump that opinion. They need to understand where women in America are coming from. And we will not accept throwing out 50 years of history and putting women in danger because that's what will happen. It's not that women won't continue to seek abortions when they need them. But why would you put their lives at risk? Let me ask you a question. Do you support overturning the filibuster to protect Roe v. Wade? I support overthrowing the filibuster for voting rights, for police reform, for Roe v. Wade, for all of it. The Senate is broken, and we need to have majority rule, and Democrats are the majority, and we should rule. Uh, one last one. Do you think that the Alito opinion is a roadmap not just for overturning Roe v. Wade, yes. but for civil yes, rights? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I am very concerned that the opinion is absolutely a roadmap. It starts with women, and it's going to continue. It's going to it's going to attack LGBTQ rights. It's going to continue to attack voting rights, but also civil rights. They might say, well, if an individual state wants to give businesses the power to say who can come in and who can't, and throw us right back to Jim Crow. I think four years of Trump teaches us we cannot assume anything is protected anymore unless we fight. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. draft opinion, I couldn't stop crying because of what is likely to be our new reality, that all of our daughters will have fewer rights than we did. We spend our lives trying to make the world a better place, a more equitable, a equitable and freer place for our children. And without reproductive freedom, women will have no freedom at all. Because we all know that enforced birth means female enslavement, especially for four poor women. I also felt scared because the courts are the places where our rights are supposed to be protected. And yet this Supreme Court is taking away our most fundamental rights. A partisan, MAGA-infested Supreme Court that has two justices who are sexual predators and three justices who were appointed by a twice-impeached sexual predator. And I felt brokenhearted because I always believed in my heart, like I'm sure most of you, all of you do, that as Martin Luther King said, that the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And I still believe that. Which is why, after all the despair and fear, like many of you, I picked myself up and I started to get angry. And then fucking enraged. And then I remembered that our collective rage that we all feel right now, right here, is our superpower. 
The truth is, as scary as this is to us, we also scare the living shit out of them. And they should be scared because all of us who believe in a woman's right to choose, we are a dangerous threat to their patriarchal power. This is not about the sanctity of life. No, this is about controlling and punishing women because they are afraid of and they hate our freedom, our equality, our very autonomy. And yeah, Alito, you're right. The word abortion is not in the Constitution, but neither is the word woman. These justices, like our forefathers, clearly have one priority, to uphold the white male patriarchy. Well, SCOTUS and all of you other anti-Republicans, buckle the fuck up. Because we are not about to let a handful of misogynists control our bodies and our lives. We will never go back. And we will fight with everything we've got. Because here's the deal. We are the vast majority. And we will vote on a local, state, and federal level. We must vote every one of these anti-choice politicians the fuck out. We know banning abortions won't stop them. It will just stop safe abortions. So we must also do everything we can to help the millions of women living in more than half the states that are poised to ban abortion outright. So donate whatever you can to Planned Parenthood and the organizations they are partnering, partnering with. The National Network of Abortion Funds, Ultraviolet, and Liberate Abortion Coalition supports Emily's List to help get more pro-choice candidates elected. And again, vote. Vote as if our lives depend on it and our daughters' lives depend on it, because they do. And get the vote, help get the vote out in record numbers. We have to make the upcoming midterms not just a blue wave, but a blue tsunami. Let's show these extremist Republicans just how truly dangerous we can be. Our bodies, our lives, our rights belong to us, and we are going to make sure that the moral arc of the universe keeps bending towards justice. So in that spirit, fuck SCOTUS, fuck the Republicans, fuck the motherfucking patriarchy, and in fact, I'll say that again because I messed it up. Fuck the motherfucking patriarchy! In fact, for all of those who want to take away our basic human rights from now on, just go fuck yourselves! It is now my honor and pleasure to introduce our next distinguished speaker, who is the child of immigrants and who has served the public on a local, state, and national scale for more than 20 years. Senator Padilla is the first Latino to represent California in the United States Senate, where he was appointed to complete the term of Kamala Harris. 
In the Senate, he has overseen a historic expansion of voting rights and voter participation, a huge issue in the upcoming midterms and in every election. Please join me in welcoming our senator and ally, Alex Padilla. Good morning, Los Angeles. Now, somebody told me L.A. is pro-choice. Is that right? L.A. is pro-choice. L.A. is pro-choice. I want to thank you all for coming out today. I mean, you all know why we're here. We're here because Republican legislators and five right-wing judges are hell-bent on rolling back the clock on women's rights. I'm Senator Alex Petty, and I believe the right to choose for your own body is fundamental. That right should not rely on what state you live in. It shouldn't rely on how much money you earn or whether you own a car or whether you can afford to take time off of work. I promise you this, we will not stand by and watch while extremist politicians make rules for your body. We will not stand by and lose generations of progress. We won't stand by because abortion bans are deadly. and they are fundamentally wrong. You have the right to choose for your own body, no one else. But we also know what danger we're facing down. We've seen the radical draft opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade and 50 years of women's rights along with it. And we know that they won't stop there. That's why I'm fighting in the Senate to protect access to abortion, not just in California, but in every state in America. And the path may not be easy, but we're going to keep fighting because protecting Roe v. Wade is too important. We're going to fight in the streets. I'm going to fight in the Senate. And I know that we're all going to fight when we make our way to the ballot box in the primaries and again in November. Now I'm proud to represent a state that fiercely defends abortion access as you all are proving here today. Give it up for First Lady Jen Newsom, give it up for Governor Gavin Newsom and our leaders in Sacramento because they agree and we're going to put it in the Constitution Abortion rights are fundamental rights, and they will be constitutional rights here in California. I know it's getting warm out there. <laughs> Thank you, Los Angeles. Keep raising your voice. Keep up the fight. Together, we won't go back. We're going to win. Thank you.
to be standing in front of you here today, you beautiful crowd that's here to support women and our rights to reproductive freedom. We have all heard the whispers and the words coming from these oppressive, backward-thinking, conservative circles, and now they are being shouted out loud. The Supreme Court of the United States is poised to obliterate Roe versus Wade and all women's rights to reproductive freedom. And that's not all. Our, fundament, our fundamental right to privacy is also at stake. And that won't just impact abortion rights. It will affect many things we take for granted. The right to marry whomever we choose, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their gender identity, the right to choose contraception is at stake. Now, once that door is open, the Trump-stacked Supreme Court will be empowered to change the course of history by undoing every hard-fought victory for human rights over the past 50 years. In nearly half of the United States, the obliteration of Roe versus Wade would trigger an immediate and total ban on legal abortions. Now, women have always found a way to get abortions, okay, to make this procedure illegal. Won't stop women from getting them. It'll stop women from getting safe abortions. And have these lawmakers created any social safety net for all these babies that will be born as a result? It has to stop. We know that the sound of thousands of voices raised as one cannot be ignored. We must continue to act with intention, with strength, and with integrity in numbers that cannot be ignored. We must mobilize together and take action, not just today, but every day. It is my pleasure to introduce our next speaker, Nuri Martinez. She is the first Latina president of the Los Angeles City Council. Woo! And she is committed to championing issues directly impacting women, including a plan urging President Biden to pass programs addressing paid family leave, affordable health care, and pay equity. Please, woo, please join me in giving Nuri Martinez a warm welcome.
resource to travel to another state to have an abortion. But women of color, poor women of color across this country are going to suffer and are going to die as a consequence. Women of color have limited access to resources and cannot afford to take one day out of work to go have a procedure in another state. The GOP is working overtime to control our bodies and our votes. This is the same political party who doesn't give a shit about women, who doesn't care about universal health care, who doesn't care about universal child care, and doesn't give a shit about paid family leave. We are so lucky to live in California, but we need to organize in red states. Women of color showed up for this country in 2020. We showed up for President Biden, and we showed up for President, Vice President Kamala Harris. It is time that the rest of this country show up for women of color. Because make no mistake, they're coming for women, they're coming for gay marriage, and they're coming for civil rights. They're coming for all of us. So don't sit on the sidelines, get up, organize red states, and stand up for women. Thank you. Hello, Los Angeles. My name is Lisa Ann Walter, and you might know me as the nanny from The Parent Trap. And now on the hit show, Abbott Elementary on ABC. And I want to do this real quick because they like to lie about how many people come out and support women's autonomy for their reproductive choices, and they like to concentrate on those people over there. So at the count of three, everybody, you scream your loudest. Let them know Los Angeles is strong in support of women, okay? One, two, three. Okay, that's good. I'll post it later so you can all tag yourselves. All right, how did we get here? This is my fifth, sixth, seventh, I've lost track of the, of the marches, of the rallies, but how did this happen? Why? A brief history, lock her up. Remember that? Yeah, lock her up isn't new. There's a reason why it resonates with the unhinged masses. These people have been using a version of this lock her up against women for hundreds of years. These are people that can't wait to demonize women. They want to put them in jail. They want them punished for daring to be educated, sexual, free. Some of them are nostalgic for a time when they could burn us as, as witches. This is not hyperbole. 
so my name is Skylar Solomon. I'm with the national organization called RiseUpForAbortionRights.org, and we have been building since January for mass nationwide protests. And so we came out here today to spread the word that this draft that was leaked is just a draft. It is not law, and the people have the power to prevent it from becoming law. But in order to do that, we need to build from the momentum of this day. We cannot allow for just a single one-off protest. We need to get out into the streets consistently to take action so that we can stop the Supreme Court from taking away the right to abortion. We'll have uh, events coming up throughout the month with mass student walkouts on May 14th and then a national shutdown calling on all people to walk out of school, out of work, to close their businesses on May 26th and then get out into the streets. We are furious and we're going to fight like hell. We're going to fight back. We're going to fight until our rights are restored. I want you to know that this is unprecedented. And this is cruel and this is outrageous. Overturning Roe means 26 states could swiftly move to ban abortion. And I want you to know already there are 13 states with laws that could immediately go into effect. And I want to tell you, as a black woman, I know what control is all about. I know the history of slavery. That was control. I understand that that was control when we couldn't go to the schools to get educated. Control when they told us where we couldn't live. Control when they allowed, not allowed us to go into the hospitals for medical care. This is a medical crisis that we're involved with now. This is an economic crisis that they are putting upon us. We'd better understand it and we'd better be ready to take off the gloves. I'm 83 years old and my name is Auntie Maxine Kickass. And so I want to remind you of where this kind of started with the Supreme Court. Dolby versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. They're the ones uh, that have this pending U.S. Supreme Court case about basically the constitutionality of the 2018 Mississippi state law that bans most abortions, operations, after the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. Well, you know, as I remind you that this case is coming out of Mississippi, I want you to remember what Nina Simone had to say. Mississippi, goddamn. Nina Simone sung about it. She talked about it. We know what is happening and we cannot be afraid. Young people, young people, millennials, I want you on the front lines. Those of us who are more mature, we're not afraid to fight. I'm 83 years old and I'm prepared to fight, 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 fight. fight. We're not intimidated, we're not afraid, 
We know what the struggle is all about. Let's get with it every day, every hour. And while they are investigating, we'll be kicking their ass. I 
want you to raise your hand if you are going to go home and vote because that ballot is in your mailbox today. Vote today. We have to send a message that we are going to hold elected officials accountable for their present and for their past. And we need commitments to say you will protect a woman's right to choose. We will elect people who will not hesitate to say we understand it is your right to decide what happens with your body. We will fight. We will fight. We will fight. We will fight. We will vote. We will vote. We will vote. I know we will win. Sisters, women, girls, and men who support us stand strong. We will do this. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Jolie Fisher. I loved him. I was a baby myself, and I was not the only one who got tangled up in the sheets with him. I was wrapped up and tangled, that breathless, undebatable, unarguable attachment on the brink, on the very precipice of womanhood. I thought I knew everything about life as I shed my teens like scales, fresh skin awaiting. I was nubile, a neophyte, and yet an old soul. I yearned for so much, for everything. I, I remember what I was wearing as we got further and further away from Beantown, that black and blue tie-dyed dress without restriction, irony not at all lost. Would the comfort of cotton subdue my terror? The metal doors and the sterile, sparse room. I remember the clipboard and the flutter of a stack of papers, lines and boxes, awaiting answers and check marks. Yes, yes, no, yes. How would I be paying? And how would I be getting home? Was someone there to support my decision? He was there. He was in support of my decision. We would split the cost and I would be paying forever. Then time was suspended. I was alone in my decision. My life flashed before me, flowers. I smelled flowers, wedding aisles, bouquets, floral tributes at stage doors, 
lights, laughter, interrupted by doors and legs swung open, placed in stirrups, my reverie and the fragrance changed to chemical. A cherubic woman asked me once again, had I made this choice freely? I read again, forever, lost until today. I wanted life. I wanted my life. I wanted to be a mother someday. Things got hazy. I felt cold metal enter me, and I heard a noise that I will never forget. It sucked, literally. I felt utter despair and yet resolute. This was eight weeks after contraception. This wasn't the loss of a child the way that I have seen parents mourn their gunned-down child. This was a woman child knowing what would be best for her future. I cried that kind of gutter, primordial, indescribable cry, a primordial song. I knew someday that I would bring children into the world. I have now. I have given birth on my bed, a primordial sound once again, harmonic now, ready to give birth to, to mother. I have five children. My husband, my partner of 25 years, brought two into the deal. I have given birth twice. I have miscarried three souls. They were not ready to be or to be with me. And I have adopted my youngest child from a woman, a child herself, who was brave and naive. But she presented me with another daughter, and they're here today. From time to time, I think how dramatically different life would be. 30 years ago, that mass of cells that indeed had a heartbeat, a phantom and unwanted, then I am catapulted forward. I am a woman. I am a mother. I am a slayer of dragons. And I would not be any or all of these things with nine children. Would there be any of my story at all that would be the same? I think now of my three daughters and all of you not the clinic outside Boston where my innocence was lost, but my power gained. I want for them the same rights, the same choices and access to reproductive health that I had, and I never want them to endure any pain that I can take away. Vote. I now have the pleasure to introduce an old friend, iconic attorney Gloria Allred handles more women's rights cases than any other law firm in the nation, representing victims who have been discriminated against due to sex, race, age, physical handicap, or sexual orientation. Her firm also represents victims of AIDS discrimination, sexual harassment, and wrongful termination and diligently works on behalf of victims in sexual assault, rape, child sexual abuse, and domestic violence. Gloria is not afraid to take on the powerful. She speaks truth to power and engages tirelessly in her support of underrepresented. 
in the words of President Obama, you remember him. Gloria Allred is one of the best attorneys in the country. What an inspiration, a role model, a force of nature. In Gloria's own words, I start every day with the knowledge that helping people and fighting for justice is my duty, and that nothing worthwhile comes without sacrifice, self-discipline, and courage. Join me in welcoming the fierce, courageous warrior for justice, Gloria Allred. Good afternoon, sisters, brothers, everyone who came. We're going to fight this. You saw the sign behind me that said my body was a crime scene before Roe v. Wade. And it was, because as I have told you, I was in my 20s. I went to Mexico on a vacation. I was raped at gunpoint. I came back to California in the 60s, and I could not get an abortion legally when I found out that I was pregnant. So I had to do what so many millions of women across the country before Roe v. Wade had to do, and that was to have a back alley abortion performed by someone who would do it by, for the money and who was not a licensed healthcare provider. I almost died. I got a 106 degree fever. I was left in a bathtub in a pool of my own blood, hemorrhaging. I went, I got an ambulance who was sent. They took me to the hospital where they only took in women if they were bleeding to death, but not to do the legal abortion. A nurse said to me, who was anti-choice, I hope this teaches you a lesson. It did teach me a lesson, but not the one she wanted me to learn. What I learned, yeah. The lesson I learned was that abortion must be safe. It must be legal. It must be affordable. And it must be available. And when I spoke a few weeks ago on CNN about this, I was contacted by another woman who told me that she also had to have a back alley abortion in the 60s in Illinois when she was young, had been raped, and was pregnant, and she too almost died. She, I invited her to be with me today as a living witness to those days. Give a big round of applause for Patrice. Because Patrice had to have an abortion on a kitchen table. One day she'll tell all of us the rest of it. I know what happened to her. This is her first pro-choice rally. Patrice, it's not going to be your last, right?
If you think that was just back in the day in the 60s, let's talk about today. Let's talk about the Mr. McCormick in Louisiana who brought a bill. He wanted to criminalize abortion because like those anti-choice protesters out there who say abortion is murder, he said, it's murder, prosecute the women for murder, for homicide. And one person in the audience, when someone said, no, he can't debate it, said shame. Well, we say, shame on you. Shame on you, Louisiana. Shame, 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 shame. And let's talk about Republican United States Senator Mitch McConnell. He wants a national ban on abortion. Are you going to allow that? No, no, no. He, he's over there today in Ukraine saying that he wants to protect Ukraine. I agree that we should protect Ukraine. But why is he protecting Ukraine at the same time endangering the life of women and girls? And by the way, I'm not the only one who says that women and girls will die if Roe v. Wayne is repealed. The most prominent medical journal this week, Lancet, also said that women and girls will die if Roe v. Wade is repealed. Are we going to fight back? And of course, I can't leave out Justice Clarence Thomas. whom I have met uh, more later. Um, but he was just quoted as saying that the abortion opinion leak will change the Supreme Court forever. Well, what about the impact it has in changing women's lives, in changing girls' lives? Justice Thomas, we are going to fight back against this dangerous decision if it becomes final. Do you agree? And finally, action plan. Because as you know, I'm all about action. Are you all about action? I want you to each, each of you to consider running for office. I want you to vote. I want you to ask your friends and family members in other states. Let them know we are a haven state. We will help them to come to California to get a legal and safe abortion. Do you agree? And finally, I want you to do this for me, for you, for people you never met. I want you to consider running for office, and I want you to vote as though your lives depend on it, 
because they do. Si se puede, si se puede, si se puede, resist. Let me hear it. Resist, insist, persist, elect pro-choice representatives. Thank you and fight on. What's the other one? Francis Fisher, I'm an actress and an activist. No more wire hangers! Fifty-six men signed the Declaration of Independence. It was a document treasonous to the King of England. Therefore, by doing so, they were literally putting their lives at risk. The Declaration called forth a new nation, built around the most enlightened principles that had ever formed the founding of a country. All men were deemed created equal, endowed by God with inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They were to be governed by a government whose sole purpose was to secure those rights, and authority was granted to the people to alter or abolish that government if it wasn't doing its job. Enlightened principles, to be sure. But out of the, 20, uh, the 56 signers, 41 of them were slave owners themselves, even, of course, the Declaration's author. So from the very beginning, ensconced in our national DNA, there has always been a deep dichotomy between who we are and who we say we are. It has been this way from the beginning, that as a people, we are dedicated to the most enlightened principles, yet imbued with forces that are even more willing to transgress against them. Every generation of Americans has played out this struggle, ours no less than anyone else, it's helpful to recognize the historical nature of the contest, if for no other reason than not to feel alone right now. We're not facing anything the abolitionists, the women's suffragettes, or the civil rights movement didn't face. We are simply the latest in a long line of Americans challenged to create a more perfect union facing forces practically mocking us for even thinking that we could. The thing is, though, that against all odds, the abolitionists did. Against all odds, the suffragettes did. Against all odds, the civil rights movement did. The lesson in all of this is clear. 
The fact that the odds are against you doesn't mean you won't prevail. It just means you might have to work a little harder, have more commitment, be more dedicated, and sacrifice more than you thought you had to. The moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Martin Luther King. And we are the ones who are going to bend it now. Today's rampant nihilism is neither productive nor rooted in a sound appraisal of our situation. Of course, we are all anxious. But we weren't, but weren't the ones who walked across the bridge at Selma anxious? Of course, these times are traumatizing. But weren't the suffragettes being force-fed in their prison cells traumatized? Of course, huge economic and political forces are against us. Can what we're facing now, however, compare to the horror of slavery, of institutionalized suppression of women, of segregation, or the trail of tears? Perhaps it's time for us to toughen up a bit. Let's not be the first generation in history to wimp out on doing what it takes to put this country back on track. This isn't a time to crumble nor to coddle our neuroses or to indulge our fears. Cynicism is just an excuse for not helping. And pseudo-sophisticated calls to drop out of the system because somehow that will destroy the duopoly, well, that makes no sense. The times are gnarly and complicated and unjust and even cruel. But when times get tough, the tough mature. And I'll leave you with this. Yes, let's identify the problems of our past, but let's identify with the problem solver who dealt with them. They had their challenges and so do we. That was their time and this is ours. Going back much further than the history of the United States to the shrouded mists of biblical times, the words of Mordecai speaking to Esther ring out to all of us today. You were born for such a time. Marianne Williamson. freedom. 
As a health care provider, I see patients that are devastated, frustrated, scared, confused. Patients who already have a hard time paying for food, transportation, childcare, housing. Patients who know they can't take care of a child, but are being forced to travel out of state to get an abortion or continue an unwanted pregnancy to term. The devastating effect of atrocious abortion bans and the potential loss of Roe v. Wade has dire implications for access to health care and the rights of women and other people assigned female at birth. But the biggest impact will be felt overwhelmingly by black and Latinx people. Yeah. That's right, people with low incomes and people in marginalized communities. Even if they overturn Roe, it will not end abortion. It will exacerbate already existing healthcare disparities caused by centuries of systemic racism, poverty, and discrimination. The lack of access will force those who cannot afford abortions to continue unattended pregnancies, seek out unsafe, illegal abortion providers, or attempt risky self-abortion procedures which may cost them their life. This lack of access will have implications for generations. Pregnancy has become a death sentence for many in the same states with poor access to food stamps, financial assistance, and poor education systems. The very places where reproductive health care is the most difficult to obtain. We must step up our fight and commitment to protect every woman's right to reproductive freedom. should have the freedom and power to control their own body, their own decisions, and their own lives. Planned Parenthood and other reproductive health care providers will always be here to ensure that abortion care is provided. And I invite all of you to continue to join us to fight for reproductive rights today tomorrow and in the future. We may be in California, but we must never forget, unless all of us are free, none of us are free. Hi everybody, how are we doing? We good? Awesome, thank you so much. My name is Medonchita and I'm here with Black Women for Wellness. We are a local nonprofit that cares about reproductive justice. Um, we understand that when it comes to our bodies, it is our choice. We understand when it comes to our bodies, we have two major rights. We have the right to have children, but we also have the right not to have children. If the Supreme Court moves to overthrow Roe v. Wade, then, which has not happened, by the way, so abortion is still very much legal, we know that several things will happen if, if they are able to overthrow, overturn it. We know that 26 states will move to actually, a, a, sorry, will move to actually ban or limit reproductive justice rights, specifically abortion. 
We know 13 of them actually have trigger bans that will go into effect almost immediately after that ruling. We also know that criminalizing abortion does not stop abortion. It only stops our ability to find resources for safe abortions. It's estimated that there will be a 21% increase in pregnancy-related deaths in women if this, if this ban happens. It's also not surprising that it's 33% among black women. We know that black women, immigrants, and low-income communities are going to be the most affected by these bans. Specifically, we know that women living in the South and those Southern states are gonna be impacted. Um, and finally, we know our opponents are not gonna stop at abortion. We know this is their first step in actually trying to limit many of our freedoms, including the right to vote, including our contraception use, including our right to marry who we choose to marry. So let's make it clear, we are here today because these are our bodies and we will not let them use them as their opening salvo in their quest to eradicate democracy. With that, I wanna give us some clear action steps, some clear calls to action to actually fight this ban. One, and I know you guys are tired of hearing about it, vote. We need to vote in pro-choice candidates at every level of government. This includes local, state, and federal elections. We need to make sure that they put their money where their mouth is and actually fund resources for reproductive justice and reproductive health issues. You can also contact your local or national reproductive justice organizations. You can donate, whether it's engaging in phone banks or knocking on doors or signing petitions. We need all hands on deck. You can also use social media. Use hashtags like bans off our bodies, trust black women, and make sure our abortion stories are trending. And finally, if some of those steps feel a bit daunting, you can have conversations. Make sure you're talking to your friends, your family. Make sure you're talking to your community. And we are actively engaging people who may not necessarily agree with us, but we want to move that needle one conversation at a time. If you're interested in learning, thank you. If you're interested in learning more about Black Women for Wellness, please visit our website, bwwla.org. And our social media hashtags are BW4WLA. Thank you so much. reproductive justice and abortion rights. They are doing the work every single day in our state legislature and our state capital to make sure 
that we will not be defeated. We will be working, fighting forever, para siempre, for our rights. Assemblywoman Wendy Carrillo and State Commissioner Ricardo Lara. It's Los Angeles in the house! This is what we do, this is how we show up. My name is Wendy Carrillo, I'm an assemblywoman, I represent the city of Los Angeles, and I am so honored and inspired to be here with you, but what the fuck are we doing protesting this shit yet again? Yet again! We know, we know, that the rights of women throughout history, throughout history, there has been relentless attacks on women's comprehensive reproductive health care, our reproductive freedom, and our right to an abortion with dignity. That stops. No more. From state-sponsored sterilization to efforts across the country to ban the right to a legal abortion, that's happening right now, and that's why your state representatives matter. But we know that it will be women of color, Latinas, African-American women that are impacted the most. But I am inspired to be with you here today to know that it is women of California, the people of California, the men that support the women of California that will ensure that California is a state that not only will continue to provide reproductive freedom and the right to an abortion to all pregnant people, but if you are in another state and you want to seek health care, you can have that here in the state of California. Are protected in the right to have an abortion. Yo so, unas pocas palabras en español. Yo soy la asamblista Wendy Carrillo, orgullosamente representando la ciudad de Los Ángeles en el estado de California. Salvadoreña, Salvadoreña. Y sabemos que a lo largo de la historia de este país y a través del mundo han habido ataques contra los derechos reproductivos y de la libertad de las mujeres, especialmente mujeres latinas, minorías afroamericanas y estamos aquí para decir que el estado de California continuará con la necesidad reproductiva y la oportunidad de tener un aborto con dignidad en este estado. Y si hay mujeres y si hay mujeres en otros estados que necesitan ayuda, bienvenidos a California, porque aquí aquí vamos a seguir la lucha para los derechos reproductivos de personas y de mujeres a través del país. Y sabemos que en la comunidad latina el aborto es algo que la verdad no, nadie se habla de eso, ¿verdad? Pero, sabe, pero sí se apoya, correcto, sí se apoya. Y mujeres latinas a través del país y a través del Estado necesitan esa ayuda. Y no vamos a dejar que la lucha de las mujeres que vinieron antes que nosotros en la historia de esta lucha sea olvidada. We will not forget the fight of women that came before us and continue to protect the right for Roe v. Wade. And we will fight. Now, 
I have the great pleasure of working with a great ally, our insurance commissioner, Ricardo Lara. Mi gente, como estamos? Are we ready to fight? You know, today I just want to honor the million of women who have come before us and said enough is enough. We honor you, we respect you, and we're out here in this damn heat because of you. And we will be here time and time again. As your California Insurance Commissioner, let me tell you something. I'm going to make sure that abortion is covered in California, and any woman who wants to come to California, the doors of this beautiful state are open to all of you. Come one, come all. Because abortion is health care. Abortion is about women's rights. And so we are here fighting for you, and we're not going to go anywhere. Aquí estamos y aquí nos quedamos. Remember that? Para mi gente latina, aquí estamos apoyándolo también a nuestras mujeres latinas que van a sufrir si no tienen acceso a un aborto o un acceso a un cuidado médico. Estamos aquí como la asambleísta Wendy Carrillo, como su comisionado de seguros, estamos aquí luchando para asegurar que nuestra comunidad también tenga el acceso a un aborto, que tenga el acceso al cuidado médico que se merecen todas las mujeres. So let's do this, Wendy. You know, you can't be in L.A. To, and not know a little Spanglish, right? I mean, come on. So we're going to do, what are we doing, Wendy? And we're both from East L.A., too. I know East L.A. is in the house. So we're going to say this in a little Spanglish. What do we want? Justice. ¿Qué queremos? Justicia. What do we want? Justice. ¿Qué queremos? Justicia. Justicia. What do we want? Justice. Justice. ¿Qué queremos? Justicia. Justicia. What do we want? Justice. Gracias. Hello, Los Angeles. My name is Allison Regan. I'm the president of the board of Trust Women. We run clinics that provide abortion care in Kansas and Oklahoma. Our doors are still. 